Well, welcome to the Stretch for Life podcast. My name is Bob Wolf. I am your host. Uh, also here with uh, Laura Myers as well as Lori Walter. And welcome to this podcast and in this episode. If you are a subscriber, welcome back. And we're excited to have you. If you're not a subscriber, please feel free to subscribe to us. Uh, if you're not ready, you want to listen to our content a little bit more, feel free to listen to our content and then go ahead and subscribe. And also as a reminder, don't keep us a secret. Feel free free to share our podcast and our our content with friends, family, and colleagues, other people who are looking for the opportunity for what this podcast is trying to accomplish. Hi, everyone, and welcome back. We are going to be continuing our conversation today about flu and cold season, and what are some of the things that you can be ready for, uh, make sure that you have your resources ready so that you can be calm, cool, and collected during this upcoming season. So one of the things that is inevitably going to happen to all of us or our children is that we are going to find ourselves dealing with fever. And this is a topic that a lot of information is out there about, and I really feel like it is, um, a lot of it is not truthful. And so today we want to tackle this topic and talk about what is the traditional treatment you may have heard or done yourself for fever? What is Lori's treatment? And really what is a fever so that we can understand how our body uses this particular mechanism to help us with our immune system, which is truly what it is. So as far as typical American medicine treatment is your child has a 99 degree fever or you start to feel achy, the first thing you do is run to your medicine cabinet to grab Tylenol. And so we are pretty much told to have Tylenol in our system around the clock until the fever has quote unquote broken. And so that is the traditional method. It's the method that you know I was taught as a young mother um, and didn't really ever think twice about until my children were a bit older and we started taking things more in hand and trying to do things in a more natural way. And so now I feel like I have the resources and the tools needed to not be stressed when one of my children has fever or when I have fever, because I understand what fever is. So Lori, why don't we start this conversation with what is a fever? And then let's talk about what kind of treatments do you think would best help support our immune system instead of shutting it off? Well, first of all, a fever is just a reaction. I mean, your body has a foreign invader and it sees that foreign invader and it goes, okay, all guns coming to the forefront. Um, there's this one particular part of our immune system called natural born killers. That's actually what they're called. And they are fierce and they make the body heat up and they supercharge all of our basically our thermoreceptors or what they're called. Um, we have all these receptors that are part of the nervous system and the chemo and the thermoreceptors are just a, a part of the nervous system that says, okay, we need to purge right now. We need massive amounts of purge. And it's the same reason that we also get diarrhea. It's the same reason we vomit. You know, fever is just a part of that chain of purge, purge now. Mm -hmm. And so it's really not something to be afraid of because you're not afraid of when you vomit. You're not afraid of when you have diarrhea, mm -hmm. you know? So why would you also be afraid of this other 
portion of it called fever. Mm -hmm. And so you just have to kind of take in stride that your body is going to go through this very chemical response and it's going to onboard these natural born killers to get rid of what's inside of you that's making you sick. Mm -hmm. And so just for clarification, what we're talking about here is that when your body has this chemical reaction, we are looking for a very particular pattern. Mm -hmm. Your body starts off at a 99.9 degree fever. It spikes up to 101 to 104 cooking out that pathogen. And then your body breaks that fever and it returns you down to a 99 degree fever for a couple of hours, maybe even a couple of days as it's finishing its process. And then you actually break your fever when going back to your normal body temperature. Mm -hmm. This is a very normal bell curve. It is not meant to be scary, but it is something that if you don't see that normal progression and you're not observing that normal progression, okay, maybe on day three or day four, when there's not that coming back down from 101, 102 without any additional medication, that would be a time to say, maybe I'm dealing with something other than just a virus. Mm -hmm. Maybe I'm dealing with bacteria, mm -hmm. which is where our fever would stay high for a long period of time. So I think just arming yourself with the knowledge that this bell curve is how our body was designed and to recognize that's what it is, to watch it and to be vigilant about it, but not to run to the medicine cabinet. So Lori, what do you feel like is a good way to support your body when you're having fever? Yeah, it's pretty easy. I mean, you have liquids and you have foods. Um, feeding the body while you are in a fevered state um, actually helps you feel better. Um, it reduces the fever a little bit, so it's not quite as high. But, you know, food is really our resource for helping a fever to do its job and to accomplish that process. Because when you bring in food, you bring in water, um, the body basically, you know, concentrates the blood in your gut, in your um, intestines. And so the fever part is not as traumatic. Um, and so it it kind of helps the body process that part. It might promote a little bit more of the diarrhea part. It might even promote a little bit of the vomiting part, but it's all the way that the body purges and manages. So don't stop eating. Don't stop drinking water. Um, definitely enhance like the bone broth, chicken soup, part of healing. Um, all these all these things help your body to accomplish the task of healing with fever alongside of the antibodies in your body. Right. So another common, um, I will say, happening is when you do run and grab Tylenol or some other kind of fever reducer, you are actually elongating that illness for yourself or for your child. Because then what happens? Your body immediately, as soon as that, that wears off, tries to do again what it is meant to do. Mm -hmm. And so immediately you're trying to pull that fever back down, pull that fever back down. But have you ever considered we were meant to have this fever in this beautiful bell curve, mm -hmm. that our body was designed with this incredible system to cook out a pathogen and kill the bacteria or virus that has invaded your system. And so that can be scary as a parent. I remember the first time that I allowed one of my kids to fever without using Tylenol, and it was 
petrifying for me because it was, it went against everything I had ever been taught. But what I realized was for my children that every time I allowed them to fever correctly and watch them and made sure they were hydrated and, you know, treated them based on how they were presenting to me, they were still running around playing with bright red cheeks and bright red ears and maybe needed to sleep a little bit more, but their illness was over so much faster. And then pretty quickly, I started noticing, cause I wrote, wrote down, I have a journal that I write down everything that happens so I can compare and contrast what's going on pretty quickly. I noticed that the kids were getting sick less And overall, we were having less fever incidences because their body was more equipped to do what it needed to do. And I wasn't jumping in to mess with what their body needed to do. And so, again, this is something we want to encourage you to question and research and look into because this is contrary to what you are being told by your pediatricians in today's American medical society. This is definitely contrary. And there are situations where there is a super high fever that you do need to handle differently. But we're talking about the normal, my child has a sniffle, they come home from school with an earache, and all of a sudden we have this fever. How do we handle it without panicking? Right. And there are many, many functional doctors out there that will help walk you through this process. I mean, you can definitely do like an Epsom salt bath with your child. I mean, there are so many comfort things that you can do. You can put, you know, a nice warm um, pad, you know, like uh, one of those rice bags or something on the back of their neck. There's so many things that you can do to like, comfort them to not have them feel like, oh my gosh, I'm being abandoned because I've got a fever. Right. And so, you know, just walk through with, you know, your personal favorite functional medicine uh, person and um, realize that going through this part of the body doing its natural healing event is not something that you need to avoid. It's not something that needs to be medicated. There are many, many things in our systems and our bodies that we learn from. And this particular one is just one more of those mechanisms that locks into place that helps the future of the body not have to have quite so much punishing, brutal training further along when you're older and your systems are much more susceptible and weaker. So as a child, you know, these things can be very quick, very fast, and they can lock in like what Laura was saying and not come back, not return and not be quite as aggressive to the body. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So again, this may be a topic that Um, has made you uncomfortable as we've talked about it, but we want to encourage you to find that functional medicine doctor, ask those questions and, and arm yourself so that as we get into this uh, flu season, this winter season, that you do not feel panicked when you wake up in the middle of the night and you have a fever yourself or you're caring for someone who has a fever. We just want you to be, you know, on that wellness path with your mind, your spirit. And, and in order to have that mental clarity, this is the time to start doing that research and, and 
understanding what you need to do so that in that situation, you're not panicked. You feel equipped and ready to do what needs to be done. Well, thank you for listening to Stretch for Life podcast. Uh, Hopefully this content and this information was as beneficial to you as it was to us, uh, improving your mind, body, and spirit, and trying to strive to become the best version of yourself. If you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and feel free to subscribe now. And also don't forget to share us with your families, friends, and colleagues. And uh, if there's any information that was on this, uh, any products or services that uh, was interest to you, go to our website and go ahead and purchase those uh, that information. There will also be a link within our podcast. Thank you so much for attending and looking forward to joining us in our next episode.